Hey everyone, welcome back to the All Things Gymnastics Podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Brittany. And this is the podcast where we talk about all things gymnastics. And today we are back with another segment of Coach's Corner, as well as another 2024 season preview. We are honored to be joined by KJ Kindler to preview the upcoming season for the Oklahoma Sooners, who of course are the two-time defending national champions and have won six of the last nine NCAA titles. In this interview, KJ talks about how she helps the team handle the pressure that comes with being on the top team, athletes to watch for this upcoming season, what she views as the key to the team's success, and so much more. So we think you guys are really going to enjoy it. But real quickly, want to give you a heads up. We did have some technical difficulties, unexpected technical difficulties, about halfway or maybe towards the end of the interview. We completely lost power. Everything shut down. And we ended up having to do the rest of the interview over the phone instead of Zoom. So you might notice a little bit of a change in the quality of the sound. It's not a super big deal in our opinion, but if you happen to notice it, that's what happened. Now, without further ado, please welcome to the show, KJ Kindler. I feel like before we get into this upcoming season, we have to go back to when we last saw you at the NCAA championships. You guys won another NCAA title, went back to back. How did you guys celebrate? Celebration started immediately. We <laughs> uh, we lived close to Fort Worth about three hours, three and a half hours. So we headed home after the meet and there was a reception waiting for us. That was really fun. And they had a parade for us and... Um, we certainly obviously were honored at halftime at the football field, um, at a football game, sorry, um, receiving our rings and the president had a tailgate, especially for us. Like there's, um, there's just been a lot of celebrating actually. So <laughs> I don't, I think that, um, you know, the team can definitely feel the support from the community, certainly from our fans. And, uh, they definitely took some time to pat themselves on the back celebration doesn't stop no sadly no <laughs> you guys have earned it though you've earned it thank you okay so talk a little bit about preseason have you seen an energy or you know a spark within the team to you know kind of pick up where you guys left off last season you know fortunately for us we have a lot of veterans on this team who have been in this situation before. I've said it many times in interviews and to other people, it's very difficult coming off a championship because you've achieved your ultimate goal, you know, your team's ultimate goal, you did it together. It was incredibly rewarding. Um, So it does remind you that all that hard work that you put in the preseason and all the hours and dedication, commitment, that it was all worth it in the end. But Um, At the same time, you have to strive for the same thing again. So uh, I feel like the experience on our team, the leadership on our team has, you know, pointed everyone in the right direction in terms of this is a new year. This is a new, it's a new dynamic on our team. Always when you let, you know, really wonderful people go, which we've had to do, and then you welcome new people into your program, you know, the dynamic changes, things change those those newcomers haven't been in this culture or um, environment before. They have so much to learn and our, our leaders and our seniors have really stepped up and, and tried to guide them in the right direction. So I feel like, you know, I feel like the dynamic in the gym is great. Um, everyone's working very hard and, and yet having a great time. So feeling good about it. You mentioned those newcomers. You have some incredibly talented freshmen joining the team this year. Can you talk a little bit about them and what you think their strengths are? 
Yeah, I mean, uh, so Caitlin, Kira, uh, Hannah, and Aspen. So, I mean, they all bring something different. Um, Caitlin's very resilient. Um, she's very like tunnel vision when she's in the gym. She goes, goes, goes. She she definitely sets daily goals. You can tell she has an expectation for herself. Um, but she's also fun loving and very relaxed and always smiling, um, very positive. Um, and then we have Kira. She's obviously a great gymnast, powerful, quick. She's very quick. But what most people don't know about her, she's really funny. Um, she has a dry sense of humor. She's uh, really outgoing. I think a lot of people probably would have perceived her as being from the outside as being quiet, but she is not quiet. She's full personality and, um, you know, really, I, I think feels like she's very connected to this team and can be herself and definitely, definitely does that. But, but a great athlete as well. Hannah, very hard work worker and a very good listener, um, very receptive to feedback, very, um, you know, always inquisitive asking, you know, what can I do or what's wrong with this? And, and that sort of thing. She's, she's sensitive. Um, she's very independent. She's quite a ways from home. Probably our, well, her and Aspen are probably our furthest away from home and they seem to be doing well. It's, it's a hard thing to move away from home, especially as a freshman. I think that's something that every freshman goes through that, that new change in their life, but um, seems to be handling it well. Had her 18th birthday a couple weeks ago and she's a twin. So her twin brother came down to join her for that. So she's doing well. Aspen um, from Wisconsin, she pushes herself very hard. Um, she's actually involved in some ROTC classes and she's like going nonstop. Wow. Always. I know. Um <laughs> One of the days she has like physical testing with them. And I mean, it makes what we do look easy. So I think she, she comes to gymnastics to escape, but um, <laughs> she's super social, very social, very happy, um, always chit-chatting. Um, I mean, I'm talking a lot about their personalities. Gymnastics speaks for itself, I feel like. So, you know, what, what we're learning more than anything is about them as people, you know, while we're, while we're here in this beginning eight weeks or so. Yeah. And I wanted to talk about Soraya Hawthorne, the really big fifth year transfer that you picked up. Talk about her, how she's meshing with the team and kind of what fans can expect from her gymnastics wise as well this season. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, I think she has the potential to compete three events, beam vault. She doesn't do bars. So beam vault and floor. Um, and I think she has really done a great job kind of, it's hard. You're a fifth year, you're going into a totally new environment, people that you, you don't know. Um, I didn't initially recruit Soraya. So I, I didn't have that relationship with her walking in. So she is a little quiet at first, but she's super happy, always smiling. Um, and she's been really, I, I feel like she's captured the love for the sport and, and this new change kind of has rejuvenated her. I think it's real hard to make this change. She had to be really um, committed to doing it because to move away from everyone you know and everyone you've been hanging with the last four years is a, is a tough thing. This is a little closer to school for her. I mean, sorry, to home for her. So um, we've seen her mom a couple of times, which is great. I think they have a really strong family bond and uh, really excited to see what she does. Very, again, very quick, very powerful, um, but also an incredible dancer and performer, very pretty, um, just like the way she expresses herself on her events. Very, very beautiful. But 
becoming even more independent, I think. And as she she knows, the next step is real life after this. <laughs> I can't wait to see the uh, KJ Florentine for Soraya. <laughs> oh, you know it. It's done. So <laughs> one of the few that are done. <laughs> Who else do you have done? Oh, gosh. Um, I have Danny in the works. Joe Jordan is done. Faith is done. Um, Reagan hasn't even started. Danae's in, in the works. Davis starts today. Um, and that's just kind of like what I, oh, Bell has started, but um, our compliance department's a little different, interprets things a little differently. So they, uh, they say that I can't start choreography until official practice starts. Oh, okay. The 21st. So we just kind of have had a month plus with recruiting and everything. So yeah, we're getting a little late jump on it and I'm feeling it. I'm feeling the stress. <laughs> I was going to ask you real quick with choreography. Do you enjoy the choreography process or do you find it kind of stressful? Not only to get everybody in before a season starts, but also to have, because Oklahoma is known for their choreography. So there's like the standard that maybe you potentially feel like you have to live up to. Is that a, a, a real assessment? <laughs> yeah, that is, that is correct. Like I always want to one up what we did last year. Um, music is a huge part of that. That's always to me, the most difficult part of the process is finding the right music, the right piece of music that really inspires them to to want to get out there and and perform. And to me, that's what brings the audience in the music initially. And then, of course, what you do to it just enhances the experience. So um, I love doing to answer your question. I love doing choreography. But yes, it is stressful. You can love things that are stressful, I think. But yes, um, I tell you when I'm done, it's a it's a relief. <laughs> Well, we can't wait to see the routines this year. We're looking oh, forward yeah. to it. Good. So Reyes is awesome, and she's, I'm sure the audiences will enjoy it. So I want to ask about Reagan. She's another one that's back for a fifth year. We've seen a lot of preseason training videos of her. She shares a lot on her social media. And one of the things we saw was the Urchenko one and a half, which I think people are very surprised, but also excited about. So is there potential for Reagan to be doing all around this season? Yes, definitely. Um, and I, I just got goosebumps when you said that because I, you know, Lou does vault and actually uh, yesterday they moved over to the hard ground. It's resi underneath with the, the hard 20 centimeter on top. So that's like a more real, you know, situation. And so I went back there to check out what was going on. <laughs> and uh, yeah, she just came busting down and did it on that surface, which I think is a huge step. Um, and never in the four years that she's been here has she done that. So mm -hmm. um, she is a woman on a mission. That's all I have to say. Like, I I don't know that I've met anyone who loves the sport as much as she does, sleeps, eats, breathes, and just like has a true passion for it. I think she'd stay 12 years if you let her. She literally <laughs> enjoys it that much. And um, I think actually the transition for her is going to be quite difficult. We're going to have to work on that. But um, in the meantime, she's enjoying this final year. She is pushing herself further than I've ever seen her push herself. A testament to her character and just really exciting to see. And yeah, so that that's a real thing. It's not um, that was not enhanced video. It was <laughs> yes. We're excited not, for it. Not CGI or whatever. <laughs> mm -mm. 
So what about anybody else so far? I know preseason's kind of just, you know, getting started, but anybody else that you can point out for our listeners, someone they can watch for that maybe they wouldn't be expecting this season? Yeah, I mean, I think um, there's a few people I would say in general, our senior class is really doing phenomenal right now. I just think there's that, you know, that urgency you feel as a senior knowing it's the end of the road and this is your last opportunity to do what you love. And, you know, in this amazing body you have that can do all these phenomenal things that, you know, your everyday person would love to be able to do. Like, um, I think you come to a point where you no longer are taking that for granted. You know, the end is near and you really just kind of dial up the volume. I feel like our senior class has done that both in the, in a, in terms of leadership, but also in what they're doing in the gym and, and kind of pushing themselves to another level that um, they haven't been before. So one of those people I would say is Reagan, as you mentioned, but Catherine, Kat Lavasser, um, she only did vault for us last year at the championship um, and a total disservice to her talent. She can be an all around athlete. I, I absolutely expect her to be an all around athlete. She's that good. Um, and she's phenomenal. She's had a great summer, great preseason, and is looking amazing. And also, she's a she's a person who has always pushed herself hard, and it's just beautiful to watch. Um, and I think that you know this this may be um, her breakout season in terms of being an all arounder. Um, Maylin and Bell, both seniors as well, both learn new bar dismounts. So you know, it's funny to say a senior is learning a brand new bar dismount. You know, I think that is such a testament to their desire, commitment to want to still push themselves. Both learned full ends off bars um, and they're amazing. And I'm really excited to see them showcase those this year. So really the senior class faith is also impressing me, especially she was not an all arounder in that final day either, but um, she should be absolutely. And then Ava, we're seeing her come back from injury last year. She was limited, um, really only warmed up beam at nationals because she had a shoulder injury um, she's recovered from that now. We're seeing her really rise up, um, kind of getting in back into action. So I don't know that anyone knows this, but we underwent a six-week renovation of our gym right after national. So when we came back, like the place was empty and like everything was out of it. We didn't we didn't go into the gym here for six weeks. So they had a really uh well-earned break. They had a mental and physical break. But I feel like everybody came back a little bit stronger and a little bit more motivated after that, kind of that little break. The gym looks beautiful, by the way, from what I've seen. Thank you. So what about the team's biggest strength, if you could identify a strength? That could be either an event or it could be like a personal quality or characteristic. You know, I think, I mean, if I were to sit down and say, what what is this team's biggest strength? I would say it's their experience, you know? We've had experiences that other teams haven't had. We've had to experience coming back from championships, like I mentioned. We've had to experience loss, of course. Um, we've experienced a very difficult schedule. These seniors, so many seniors on our team, just have so much to give to the rest of the team. And I think that that's going to come in handy um, this season a lot. Uh, so I would say it's our experience. I do think have a confident team. They have a certain sense of confidence and they, they embrace expectations. So um, yeah, I would say that that's our strength. I think from an event standpoint, if you're looking at a breakdown, 
uh, we're pretty evenly matched across the board on every event. I will say like, there's obviously positions to fill with Allie leaving, Jenna leaving, Olivia. I mean, there's there's definitely some really important shoes to fill, but I think there's a lot of options out there for us, and we're just kind of exploring those right now. On the flip side of that, is there an area where you're hoping maybe to see some improvements leading into season? Hmm. Um, I mean, I always think depth is the number one thing that we're looking at in preseason. Like, what does our depth look like? Um, because inevitably... Uh, it's not going to go smooth sailing like like you would hope, right? I mean, that would be a really unusual situation. I've been a coach for a really long time, and I've never ended a season going that was that was so smooth, no bumps in the road. <laughs> so the the depth that you develop, I think, is really what is most important right now for you know having a season that you're proud of and that you can look back on, and and you have to have a team that's bought into that too because. Uh, you don't want people to give up because maybe they didn't, you know, etch into that top six in that very first meet, because as we all know, anything can happen and and being those people being prepared, that can be the character of your team. A hundred percent. I wanted to ask you about, I guess, kind of like pressure and expectations that the team might feel just being on a team as good as Oklahoma is. Obviously, Oklahoma has won six of the last nine NCAA championships. So as a coach, how do you go about helping them not get too in their head or feel too much pressure from being on Oklahoma's team? You know, I think first and foremost, our staff has to be an example for that because we certainly have pressures as well. We have to show them that, hey, like, again, this is a new season. We know that this is a new challenge and this is a new dynamic and we have to earn our own way, right? Those who came before us, they certainly have made a path that's been incredible. Um, And there will be people who come after who are amazing women who will who will continue this success on. But this team right now, you know, it's important that as leaders, we show them that pressure is a privilege. It can be handled. We're going to, we're going to hit bumps in the road. Things are going to happen and we're going to be resilient. We're going to bounce back. So, and they all know we've talked about like what we did last year, what, what that team did last year was an incredible thing. And, and we're not going to forget it and we're going to continue to celebrate it, but you are new. This is a new, a new team, a new challenge um, and a new journey. And so every year you just got to kind of start fresh. Well, I would say winning an NCAA title is something that most teams, most top teams would like to happen. Um, is that something that your team talks about? I mean, I think from an outsider perspective, it seems like you have a team that can do it again. Is that something that you guys talk about when you're doing goal setting, looking into the season? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, we, you know, we, I made the mistake earlier in my career of avoiding the elephant in the room and it didn't work out that well because, um, you you kind of have to face your challenges head on, you know, that's, that's what I believe as a leader. And so we certainly know that that, you know, would be the ultimate goal and, and we do discuss it, but it is not our main focus every day, every, every competition, you know, we know that at the end that, you know, that's what we're shooting for. So we definitely do discuss it. Yes. Mm-hmm. From like a, a coaching standpoint, I mean, a lot of coaches obviously dream about doing what you've done with Oklahoma. What do you feel like has been the key to your guys' success as a coaching staff? Yeah. People always ask me, you know, <laughs> what's the secret ingredient or, <laughs> you know, what is that? And I, I always, 
I mean, I go back to these women amaze me. Like they literally amaze me when I stand at the end of the beam and I'm watching at the national championship and I consider the amount of pressure they're, they're embracing and certainly like the mental strength it takes to do what they do at the end of the day, it comes down to the people, the people who have been before them, you know, who paved the way, the people who are here now, the people who will come in the future, like those, those women who are up there and they're the secret to the success and um, working as a unit and going after things together as a team, team chemistry is hugely important. So, you know, my answer, I always come back to the fact that it's, it's the women who are on these teams. And, and like I said, it changes every year. And, and so it's a, it's a different dynamic, but it's definitely the people that are out there doing it, you know, that make the difference. Yeah. We're doing a series right now on our podcast where we talk to athletes that are going through the college recruiting process. And we'd love to have your perspective as a coach. What kinds of things are you looking for when you are recruiting an athlete to come to Oklahoma? You know, I'm looking for a lot of things. Obviously, you look at the weaknesses of your team, you know, in terms of events, certainly, and areas where you know you need to improve from a gymnastics standpoint. That's always considered. But I'm always looking for someone who's just a little insatiable, someone who wants to be more, do more, like has big goals for themselves and um, and has confidence in themselves that they can reach those goals. But that's the kind of person I'm attracted to. So obviously that someone like that, you know, comes with great character. They come with great love for the sport or love for what they're doing, you know, you always want to love what you're doing, even as a coach. You know, if I didn't love what I was doing, it wouldn't be near as enjoyable or satisfying, you know. So I want those people who, who love to be in here, who gymnastics is their escape, who can't wait to get to the gym every day. I mean, those those people are invaluable to your team. So, you know, there's certainly a combination of things you look for, but, um, you know, definitely – Definitely want people who can dive into the process, who understand it's not going to be easy because it just isn't. You know, nothing is is really easy. And um, people who are willing to, you know, bounce back, stay positive, fight through things and keep dreaming. You know, there's just you can do more in college. You can be more in college. You know, the road's not over when you turn 18 and you graduate from high school. So um, there's a lot of great things that can happen beyond that. My last question here for you is, you know, you've seen a lot of success in your time as a head coach. You obviously started at Iowa State and then, you know, we all know what's happened at Oklahoma. What would you say is the biggest lesson that you've learned over the years of being a head coach? Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> you have to always be changing. You cannot say this is who I am and this is who I'm going to be unapologetically. You have to adjust um, because you learn as a person. I can't tell you the amount of mistakes I've made. I I probably could fill a book with them for sure (laughs) Um, because every life is filled with them. But if you're not willing to learn from them, move forward, try a different strategy, try a different approach, 
try to continue to better yourself. You know, you're a mentor and a leader for um, a lot of amazing women who are going to go on to do incredible things in their lives. And um, if I wasn't willing to continue to um, evolve, if I was that same person I was, you know, 18, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, even 10 years ago, the things that we're doing, you know, wouldn't be possible. And, and the opportunities that we've been able to afford some of our teams wouldn't be possible. We have to be willing to change. And so I would say that that's the biggest lesson I've learned. You know, you just can't stand stoic in your beliefs and say, this is, this is how it is. You have to be willing to um, look at a situation and, and be creative in finding solutions and be willing to change and take ownership and be willing to set the pace for the people that you lead. I mean, it's, it's, it's a really, it's a really tough job. You know, this is a really important part of their lives. They become truly independent when they come to school and um, it's a big step in life. You know, I I would say that's the biggest lesson I've learned is that it's just really important to be open to, to evolving and changing. Very well said. Well, we'll leave the last one here in your court. Is there anything else that you want to add? Anything else you want people to know about your team for this upcoming season? It's been an incredible run for us um, and one that we don't take for granted at all. Um, We certainly know that this is an earned position that we put ourselves in. And we also know it's, it's sometimes difficult to root for that team that seems to be, you know, having it all. And I just want, I, I always want to say like, these are incredible women, just like all the women on all the other teams. And um, though they've seen great success, just know that they've, they've worked very hard for it and, and have deserved every honor that they have, that they have achieved. So We want to say thank you so much to KJ for taking the time out of her busy schedule to come and chat with us on our podcast. We are truly so grateful to have even had the opportunity to speak with you. So thank you. And of course, best of luck to you and your team this season. Moving on to our season preview for Oklahoma. Of course, the reigning national champions, two-time defending national champions. And I don't think they're going anywhere anytime soon. No, in my opinion, this is without a doubt the strongest team in the NCAA. Very, very few teams I think are going to actually be able to contend with this team when they are healthy and doing what they're capable of. And I think part of that is not just because of the names and the talent on the roster, but the proven consistency at this point. This is a team that you know can hit. This is a team that's already won national titles before. And they're basically returning almost the entirety of all of their lineups from the teams that have won the past two years yeah so they're losing olivia troutman who i guess as far as recent years goes was vault bars and beam which is a huge loss she was a major score from them but oh, absolutely i remember last season just watching olivia troutman particularly on vault and it was like you just knew she was gonna stick it it's every like, time all right so put the 10 in and let's move on like <laughs> or like a 9975 like 995 at the absolute worst yeah <laughs> it was just to be expected so that is a huge loss for them but they're also losing Allie Stern on ball and then Jenna Dunn on beam 
But they have some pretty amazing freshmen. I was just about to say, I was holding my breath to let you finish. <laughs> I feel like Oklahoma is the kind of team they don't rebuild at all. They just reload, quite literally. So maybe I guess we'll start with the freshmen because I'm super excited about their freshman class. So they're bringing in Aspen Lunchner, and I believe that's how you pronounce it. And if it's not, I apologize. There's not a pronunciation guide online that I can find. Hannah Shibley, Caitlin Smith, who was a redshirt freshman. She was there last year, but she was injured. Yep. She did not compete. And then Kira Wells. So in my opinion, I think Hannah Shibley, just based on how she looked last season, is going to make a huge impact, an immediate impact in the Oklahoma lineups. In my opinion, she's the number one freshman in the incoming class. Her consistency and high scoring potential is unmatched. She truly is a phenomenal athlete on every single event. She was just a tank in level 10. Yeah. So on vault, she has a career high of a 10, which in level 10 is kind of hard to do. And she's done that twice. She's done that twice, both times last season. She does a front handspring, front pike half vault. So 10 will start value. And I would say rivals Haley Bryant with that vault. Not everyone does that vault the same way, but hers in terms of like the amplitude and how well she can stick it, it reminds me a lot of Haley Bryant. That's what I was going to say. The biggest thing is that she sticks it often. She does not, at least from what we've seen of her, does not seem to have issues with controlling the landing or Mm -hmm. controlling her power in any way. She usually sticks it or has a very, very minuscule hop. Mm -hmm. She's a level 10 national champion on vault. She's also a two-time all-around national champion. She's a level 10 floor champion. She's a Nastia Cup all-around champion. Three-time national beam champion. Did you say that? I don't think I think nope, I think I skipped over being yeah. <laughs> There's just so many accolades that you can't your mind just kind of like <laughs> skips over to the next, you know? Yeah. She's done so much. So long story short, I think Hannah Shibley is going to be huge for Oklahoma. And honestly, like just taking Olivia Troutman alone, I think Hannah can really step in and fill those spots right off the bat. Mm-hmm. I see her contributing on vault. And floor, I would say, obviously, you can never say for sure. And we're less confident with other teams than we are in Michigan. I feel like Michigan, we tend to have a better grasp on, like, who actually might be in the lineup. But, you know, with a lot of these other teams, we're kind of just using our best judgment. And this is largely our opinion. So don't take this as fact. But from what I believe, from looking at who they have returning and scoring potential and consistency and all those things, you know, taking that into consideration, I would have Hannah in the vault and floor lineup. I also would have her in the beam lineup. And then bars, I kind of have her on the brink. They have a really strong bar team this year at Oklahoma. So I don't quite know if in her freshman season she's going to crack into that lineup, but she could. So don't be surprised if you see her in the all around. She might pop in here and there. Aspen is the 2023 Wisconsin State Champion on Vault. I would say Vault is her best event. We've seen her training a one and a half as a level 10. So that's something to, even if it's not in the lineup this season, definitely someone to watch for in the future Mm -hmm. in Oklahoma's Vault lineup. And then Kira Wells, a three-time national champion on Vault. She has also scored a perfect 10 twice on Vault in her level 10 career. So taking Allie Stern now out of the lineup, you're already gaining another one and a half that's really consistent, that can score well and putting that back in your lineup. So Oklahoma kind of has that luxury, I feel like, where they can, sorry, I just hit the mic, (laughs) lose people, but then have freshmen that are capable of stepping up and kind of bringing that same quality of what they're losing. Yeah. That doesn't always happen. You know, sometimes you lose a star athlete or someone who's really consistent and you're bringing in maybe a freshman or someone else is stepping up into the lineup and they're not as seasoned. They're not as much of a guaranteed, you know, whatever, 9-9 score 
or like I always say nine eight five plus. That's like a fair. I feel like that that feels more safe to me than so much of a difference. Like nine nine plus is a lot of pressure to put on a freshman. I feel like nine eight five plus like that's realistic for her. Yeah, that's fair. I was just throwing a number out there, but (laughs) my point is is that you don't always have people that can step in and bring that same quality as what you're losing, and I think Oklahoma has that. So. Therefore, Again, I said they don't rebuild, they reload. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And then Caitlin Smith, we're excited to hopefully see her this season. She is a 2019 Level 10 All-Around National Champion. She got third on beam that year and fourth on bars as well. So really excited to see what she's doing. Unfortunately, we forgot to ask about her and we have lots of regrets. If I could go back in time and do one thing different with this interview, I would have asked about Caitlin Smith because she's expected to be a strong option for them I would say particularly on bars she has a career high of 9925 on that event as a level 10 so but really a strong athlete and I think if healthy could be a factor for lineups and as far as the rest of the team everyone else is pretty much the same as what Oklahoma had last year they are getting Soraya Hawthorne the transfer from Georgia yes and she is a vaulter she does beam and she also does floor KJ mentioned that there's a possibility we'll see her in all of those events. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we'll consistently see her in all those events, but I imagine that throughout the season, she'll be someone that they play with to see, you know, to use their depth and see who is the most consistent. Yeah, Flora was definitely her most consistent event at Georgia, but I'm looking forward to seeing her one and a half, hopefully, at Oklahoma and seeing how consistent that could be there because it was a little bit inconsistent when she was at Georgia. Ended up doing the full most of the time. Yeah, and Oklahoma is one of the strongest vault teams in the country, if not maybe this year the strongest so I think it'll be difficult for her to crack into that lineup especially if she's not consistent on that vault. Kat Lavasser is somebody who I think you know KJ mentioned it herself there's a possibility that she could be doing all around this year she hasn't competed Floria in her career but on the other three events she's stellar she's actually the highest scoring returner on vault for this team and someone who I think shows a lot of potential to be an all-arounder so also Regan Smith yeah. we'll talk about that yeah her vault that we saw her one and a half looks great and then she's going to be adding that to an already stellar bar routine beam routine floor routine so real potential for Regan Smith to be in the all-around in her super senior year yeah we've only seen her do well I think a handful of times in her career and it was always your chankle full so happy to see her healthy and continuing to upgrade and get better as she you know moves into the, the final phase of her gymnastics career they're also returning Jordan Bowers I mean what else do you have to say about Jordan Bowers other than just Jordan Bowers she's amazing so good I can't wait to see her floor routine this year her routine is always my favorite at Oklahoma just the intensity mm-hmm. and like the dramatics it's always <laughs> so different than what we're seeing across the entire NCAA like there's something that's so eye-catching about her floor routine mm-hmm. I agree with you the past two seasons it's been one of my favorites what do you think about in terms of a strongest event and a weakest event if there even is a weak event for Oklahoma this season yeah I don't think they're I don't know if you can say weak because it's not weak let's be real yeah we have our spreadsheet that we've been telling you guys about a lot lately on there we have for a lot of these teams their strongest event in our opinion and their weakest event in our opinion and it's funny because for Oklahoma we put weakest event I said bars question mark kind of question mark not really (laughs) question mark because it's like not a week so if I had to grab a pair of binoculars and search for a week event for Oklahoma I would maybe pick bars and that's just because I maybe feel like their depth isn't as strong as their depth on other events yeah like there's a lot more unknowns you have some of the freshmen that are contending for spots you have people that you know maybe have only done a couple bar routines in their career or we haven't seen them yet I think the base lineup is going to be 
what you saw last season and that will be good i think it's just if they need to switch people out that's where it's not as not as not guaranteed but like it's not as like known i guess or not as like like who would be that person that steps in yeah i just think on paper it doesn't look though the depth list that we have for people who are in strong contention for the lineup is smaller than than the other events so that's and again we are like searching for a weakness here like (laughs) i'm not even saying it's a weakness right we're trying to be fair by like saying a weakness for every team but sometimes it's really hard because they're just not weak yeah so like please don't come for me because i'm saying that bars is potentially a weak spot for oklahoma i'm actually not saying that like i'm saying that like maybe if we're nitpicking the depth for bars could potentially be but like let's be real they're fine like bars is an amazing event for them i agree with you though i think you said earlier that ball is probably the strongest event i think it's just because of the potential and the depth on that event they have, have 11 that we know of unless someone else is training one that we don't know about but from what we have written down on our little sheet here they have 11 potential 10 start values on vault which is like a ridiculous amount of depth like something that you no could, team in you the could country switch doing? people out just for funsies every week yes and actually, I would even say 12 because we said Aspen is training a one and a half. I'm sure in college, she's still training a one and a half. So that would actually make it 12. Potential oh, yeah. Good catch. Yeah. And again, that's without knowing what everyone's doing in the gym. Like we said, we don't have any insight. We are purely basing this off of the few training clips that we've seen and, you know, what we saw last season from Oklahoma. So, but I think Florida is going to be a good event for them, too. I mean, they got Faith Torres. Danny Sievers is so consistent. I love Danny. Mm-hmm. She's really, She's, really continued to impress me as she moves through her career. I would love to see her in the beam lineup so she can be an all-arounder. Mm-hmm. But on vault, bars, and floor, I mean, she's as consistent as it gets. Yeah, we mentioned Reagan. I think she'll be in the floor lineup again. Danae Fletcher really did well last season. Hannah Shibley, we already mentioned. Jordan Bowers. Those are kind of the names that I see making the lineup. But then you also have Audrey Davis, who was in the lineup last year. You have Soraya Hawthorne that you got to factor into the mix. So they have strong depth. Yeah, pretty good depth on that event as well. So overall, I think Oklahoma is going to be in contention to win another national title once again. It's not guaranteed. It's never guaranteed. But I would say them and maybe I have one, maybe two other teams that come to mind as far as like who at this point in time I I really strongly view as in contention. And of course, we'll let season play out and see what happens. But I think things look good for Oklahoma this year. They are going to be heading into this season feeling really confident, I think. And a confident Oklahoma is a dangerous Oklahoma, as we all know. that does it for this week's episode we hope you guys enjoyed it and you know the drill we gotta end by saying thank you to our gold level patreon supporters so a big thank you to yulo aaron s lydia kelsey mama t sharon b steve i dana kyle m alex m jenna a ml katie c msu kimberly g randy b emily b kathleen r lucy s becca s Blake B, Cookie Master, Faith, Kristen R, Lori S, Sabrina M, Amy C, Semflam, Erica S, M, Derek H, Martin, Paul M, Krista, Jasmine C, 
and Libby. That list has gotten so long and we appreciate you guys so, so much. So many of you have been enjoying the perks that we're putting over on our Patreon page, including our Fantasy Gem routine tracker. We have some draft lists that we've uploaded for Fantasy Gem. Getting to ask questions for all the athletes that we have on Recruit Reflections, as well as the coaches for Coach's Corner. Yeah, so we have lots of exciting things happening over on Patreon and we're so glad that so many of you have joined up to support us in the recent couple of weeks months days <laughs> yes we really do appreciate all of you so so much so from the bottom of our hearts thank you and we love you guys sending you a little half heart and you can finish the other half we'll be back on monday with another installment of recruit reflections this time it is charlotte raymond who is a class of 2024 commit for brockport which of course is a d3 school so it's going to be really exciting to hear from a d3 athlete what went into making that decision that's an avenue that a lot of gymnasts end up taking so Really, really excited to have her perspective on the show next week. Also, a gymnast from Canada, so can also mm-hmm. provide that international experience as well in terms of recruiting. For sure. So it's going to be a good one. Make sure you guys tune in on Monday. Make sure you're subscribed on whatever platform you get podcasts on, Spotify, Apple Podcast, pretty much every major platform we're on. So make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss an episode. We hope you guys have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.